and welcome to the Mouse Somewhere podcast, the podcast whose mascot may or may not be Fly Guy from the American film, I'm Going to Get You Sucker. Yes. How is everyone tonight? Tonight I'm joined by Liza and Adam. It's just the three of us. Yeah. I, we have, I that film was critically acclaimed. It was critically acclaimed, and it's the reason why I am actually wearing shoes with goldfish in the platforms right now. <laughs> Well, why wouldn't you be? I mean, that's the most comfortable shoe option. It really, well, platforms are great, and if you can put goldfish in them swimming around, why not, right? I There's would, plenty I would... of room in my platforms. That's <laughs> for extra fish. No. I don't know, I got a carp in there. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> that's how high my platforms are. Oh okay, Fly Guy, the best. If you don't know who Fly Guy is, you, you absolutely should watch that movie. I'm going to get you, sucker. It's a great movie. It's funny. It is. Okay. And Adam hasn't seen it, so we've already given Adam some homework. He's got a movie assignment. He does. Watch I'm Gonna Get You Sucker this weekend. Maybe it's a good weekend to, what is it the kids say? Netflix and chill. You could just sit there and chill with yourself and watch some Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) Get your mom to watch it. She might like it. Uh, A couple things. Yes. I will not be around this weekend. Oh, it's, it's not on Netflix. Oh, it's too and good. Can I watch it on an airplane? Is you it appropriate? Can abs- yeah, it's it's just it's like PG. It's oh, like, it's totally appropriate. It's, I'm going to get you sucker. That's always like a weird like. What can and can't you watch on airplanes? Uh, you know what's appalling is I was flying with the kids and it was an overnight flight because it was overseas. And I look over and, like, my son and his friend are watching, like, some racy movie. It wasn't really racy because it was probably PG. But they were, like, 12 at the time. I was like, oh, my gosh. Stop that. Anyway, yeah. I, I, I know what you're saying. Like, even, like, war movies can get, you know, yeah. pretty intense with their, you know, the, the violence and that. And Oh, come on now. People are fine with violence. It's the sex part they're not fine with. Well, yeah, and I mean, that's, that's you know, I mean, you can watch any movie and all of a sudden, like, people are getting half naked. And, and it's like, yeah. you don't realize, realize it's happening and then it happens and then you realize you're on an airplane and it's like, oh boy, like, this wasn't good. This I was good. really surprised when that happened in Toy Story 3. <laughs> Barbie. Like, Put your pants back on. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> Woody, really? <laughs> <laughs> and <Don't> Buzz. buzz. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, this is inappropriate already. Okay, we should put a warning up. All right. So tonight we talk about the number one mistake we think individuals make in the parks. And you only get one, guys. So don't be like, oh, well, you know, this is bad, but so is this. No, you get one mistake. Gosh, so that's hard. Let's go. Let's go ahead and start with ladies first. I always like to do that. How about you, Liza? Since there aren't any actual ladies present, I'm going to let you go. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so this is a mistake that I made the first time I went with my kids. And it was... Renting them in general? No, no, no. And I have twins. Uh, I've said that before, but I, I, I have twins. And I took them the first time. I think they had just turned two or they were about to turn two and I did not I rented a stroller from Disney itself in the park that is a gigantic mistake that I see people make every single time I'm in the park right don't waste your money don't do it there are several outside services that will rent you a 
wonderful double stroller, so much comfort, sunshade. There's a certain company that we like to use that has a free rain cover and cooler bag that you can get with your stroller rental. It goes to your hotel. Even if you're staying off-site, it doesn't matter because they still deliver off-site as well. And you can get that stroller for cheaper than you can rent it from Disney. And the good thing about the stroller is not only is it more comfortable, not only do you get extras included, not only is it cheaper, but you can push that stroller out to the bus stop, fold it up and put it on the bus. You can't do that with Disney's hard plastics. It's it's just like this, mo- it's horrible. And you can't take those out of the park. You have to drop it back off at the stroller rental place. You had to put a deposit on it whenever you got it. So you're actually paying extra for the deposit and the stroller rental. And it's just it's not convenient. You got a sleeping kid. Let's say you got twins and you're by yourself. What are you gonna do? I mean, you gonna pick them up? What you gonna do? You gonna wake them up? They're gonna be all upset. No, I mean it's not cool. So don't rent Disney strollers. Sorry, Disney. I love you guys. I know you're trying to make some money on that, but I'm telling you, don't do it. I agree a hundred percent. I I just remember the one time I had to rent one of those because I was down there with like a group of adults and one kid and she's five and I thought I don't need a stroller she's five well the adults I was with they kind of got frustrated because you know she's lollygagging a bit towards the end of the day and they were like we'll buy you the stroller that's just how much they really wanted her in a stroller so we put her in there and I mean it was like a plastic box and she hated it and it's bumpy And, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, for less money, you can go with, you know, a a local vendor. Just make sure that the vendor is one of the authorized uh, vendors that can drop off at your resort. And then you can leave it there when you're done. So you don't have to worry about it. Good point. Just piggyback off of something Lisa said. Of course. This isn't my mistake, just to sort of bounce off of that. Do the same thing with a wheelchair or an ECV. Yeah. If you need one rent one from the, the, those stroller companies they also rent the same the ecvs and the wheelchairs my family has done it many times they drop it off as long as it's the approved ones they'll bring it right to your resort and when you're done with it for the week you you just leave it with the bell services, bell services. and they take yeah. care of it if the ecv for whatever reason breaks it something's wrong with it They'll come out, they come out really quickly within like two hours because they're there all the time dropping stuff off, picking stuff up. They'll swap it out for you. If the wheelchair's got an issue, same thing. And this way you have it for your whole trip. You have it for on your resort because, you know, these resorts, they're they're big. They're like, you know, they're walking a theme park itself just to get around to, to the pool and everything. And you can wheel yourself around on the bus, which is nice, so... Definitely do that as well. Okay. What about you, Adam? What is your number one mistake you would say people make? All right. You know, I have a reputation for being bougie or... Bougie. That's what I was told. Yeah. Stupid amount of money at these things. And I like to spend money on some things and some stuff I like to save money on. And I think biggest mistake, and it happened to us, is staying off property. I understand that some people financially... They have to do it, but I'll be honest. I mean, like we've done it because we own a timeshare off property, and it's already paid for, and it just makes sense to use it. But man, it's the convenience of just staying on property, especially at a busy time. We did it for Christmas week, and it took us hours to get from yeah. our unit, which was not far away, to parking and through a park. Hours in the morning, two hours to go from 
parking at the Magic Kingdom to going through the turnstiles. And if you're staying on property, yeah, the buses are, you know, assuming, you know, if you're using a bus, yeah, you're cramped in there. But you're getting to the front and you don't have to worry about all that extra steps and everything. And, and I understand that, you know, if you have a big family especially, it, it might make more sense to stay off property, especially renting a, uh, you know, renting an Airbnb condo or something like that. You could probably save some money that way. But, you know, if you really look at it, the money you could save, you know, and and everybody, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you know how this all works for the most part. Right. You know, you're saving money with Magical Express, and you're saving money with using Disney transportation. So if you really put prices of everything next to each other, side by side, who knows? You might at least be even, or even if you're spending a little bit more money to stay on property, for your vacation time and your value of what you're spending already, it, it might be worthwhile to consider staying on property and spending the extra cash. I, I think that's true. And that, that actually was going to be one of mine. Well, that was going to be my one because we kind of oh. limited ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I totally agree with you. I, I think the only bad trip I've ever had to Disney World was off property. And what I find is that people are very easily swayed by the the value per square foot. So, you know, if you if you tell someone I can put you in a, you know, a deluxe room, it'll sleep with the, your whole family of five and you know, on the monorail and that's great. But then when I tell them, or you know, you could spend half that much and get a three bedroom house with a pool. Well, where are they going to go? You know, um, the problem is, you know, if you're a first timer, that's a mistake you make. If you've been to Disney a lot of times, you know that you're compromising your square footage to stay in the middle of everything. And not just the whole idea of, you know, it's easier to get back and forth, but it is kind of a more magical experience. I hate to use that word, but um, not that I hate to use it, but it's kind of corny. Um you know, you're in the bubble. And for some people, that's really important. So, okay, I'm going to go with this. And it's kind of obvious. But the first trip, so I had been a Floridian. So I, like most Floridians, I didn't plan trips to Disney, I would just wake up on a Saturday morning and think we're going to drive down to Orlando. And that's what I would do. But then I had kids and you know, I moved away. And then we had kids and I had very carefully planned our first trip as just based on the oldest kid's age. He was five and the, the twins were almost a year old. But I didn't plan anything else. I didn't know about fast passes because they weren't a thing when I lived in Florida. I didn't know about dining reservations because, you know, when I lived in Florida, I was a student. I was broke so that I wasn't really eating in restaurants. So I didn't plan. And I think the biggest mistake, and this is sort of like a big, broad sort of thing, but I think the biggest mistake you can make is winging it you know whether it's not being Mm -hmm. you know mindful about getting that reservation made for the resort you know at least four or five months out you need to be but also with the fast passes and the dining you can kind of wing dining because dining is going to pop up but I will tell you from my own personal experience because we tend to go short notice because we're we're in Georgia it's easier for us to get down there my kids almost never get good fast passes and they complain about it all the time. They're like, oh, you know, we never get a fast pass, blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, if you decide to go 45 days out, you're not getting those good fast passes. So I would say, you know, as tempting it is to maybe kind of put less pressure on yourself and to be less scheduled, the people who are a little more scheduled are going to have a more positive experience. So yeah, that's the planning, 
planning's definitely a big one. Just put a little, you don't have to plan everything. You don't have to be the family that is like, at 12 o'clock, we're going to Cosmic Rays and we're having a burger and fries and so and so will have the nuggets. Don't be that. That's too planned. And I know people who do that. But also, by the same token, don't think to yourself, I'm going to make fast passes when I wake up that morning because you will be on, you know, Goofy's Barnstormer and things like that. You will not get to ride even, you just won't get to ride the good ride. So at least Mm -mm. plan it out a bit, you know. Not without a long wait. Yeah, make that commitment 60 days out to it. At the very least, do your fast passes. And I and anybody listening to the show probably is like, well, yeah, that's what I do. But you would be surprised how many people, even my own clients, I will say, okay, it's fast pass time. What do you want to do? And a lot of that, not a lot, but a handful of them will say to me, you know, we're not really wanting to make fast passes now. We'll let you know. And you're like, oh, my gosh, this is not going to end well. And it doesn't. They still have a good time because they're at Disney, but they're waiting, like Liza said, longer. So, Oh, yeah. Well, I would, you know, in that situation, I might want to just make it for them and then they can change it later if they feel like it. Oh, that's really smart. Yeah, that is a really good idea. Because you're not going to get Flight of Passage, like you said. You're just not. Not even, you're not like, the getting same flight day. Of passage. Yeah, no. and, the, and the, the reality is if you wait till 745 at 180 you may not get days, it. You might not get it. So, yeah. you know, um, that's... 60 days out. Yeah, you're not going to yeah, get it, Sorry, probably. 60 days out. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's hard. and uh, But people don't understand the fast passes and the dining and the, all that stuff. And that's really job security for us. Kind of is. I think when when it all came out, I think that Disney thought that, you know, people would, the guests would probably take more of an active role in their planning. But I think even the guests who take an active role want sort of a a buddy system where they have someone to bounce ideas off of. I actually, today, I, I talked to these clients. They have a really big booking. There's, I think, five rooms. And um, I said, let's talk about dining. And they're like, yeah, no, we're done. It's a lot. It's a lot okay. to think about. But it's you know, a lot. What they did it themselves. What they want is they want an advocate, but you know, they were they are good planners and they're well organized and you have to oh, be Oh, so way. they knew what they were gonna they do. They, they just wanted good. you to you to give them the the okay on it. Like that's yeah. what I would do too. Oh yeah, okay. I get that all the time. Yeah. Okay. Um, and okay. I think some of it is the podcast thing because you know, a lot of the podcast listeners are really well informed. That's but true. yeah. Okay, Adam, what is something smart that you have done that you'd like to, one smart thing that you'd like to pass on to someone else? One smart thing I would pass on, I would say, if you want to watch the nighttime spectaculars, illuminations, this really only works for the illuminations, although it kind of works in the Magic Kingdom too. Get a dining reservation in Epcot get a dining reservation at either the Mexican restaurant on the water or Spice Road Table in Morocco or even Rose and Crown in England this way you could sit watch the show while you're eating just make sure you got to time it right so that your reservation goes along with the timing of the show obviously and in Magic Kingdom I guess um, Plaza you could maybe sit outside and see the fireworks that's probably the only one that you could actually do that with now that I'm thinking about it, unless you have Club Thirty Three, I don't, I don't know if you do, but um, mm. that's what I would say. Uh, okay. Try to uh, get a dining reservation around the, the um, time of, illuminations and uh, do it that way. Okay. Until until illuminations is done and then oh, people are sad. Magic Kingdom, uh, California Grill. 
that's one you can do. Oh yeah, that's fantastic. You can see the fireworks from up there. So, I would say bring some cheap ponchos from the dollar store, or get some little plastic ones that are disposable. We used right. we used to buy a ton of those, and we'd have them in a backpack. And also, I also like the poncho umbrella combo because when you have that poncho on and it's just sitting on your head your your face is still getting yeah. soaking wet it's still you can't keep that hood on half the time and if it it kind of bothers you like it bothers me i just have a little umbrella that i put in a bag or something if i'm with my kids and i happen to have a stroller i'll put the umbrella in the stroller which is really nice the china umbrellas are great if you can buy one there but um I like the stroller umbrella thing. And, and also another thing, when you're thinking about lining up for the parade, you know, I usually don't ever line up early for a parade. Like, I don't sit there and wait for so long. And all the parades start in Frontierland. So I kind of think about that. And right before it starts, I can I usually always find a spot. So I just wouldn't recommend just sitting there for so long and waiting for it. It is, I don't know how people do it, because like sometimes, especially, and this is more like of a deal out in California, like when you would have the Paint the Night Parade, which people just waited for for forever. They did. They would be out there like two hours in advance, sitting on little like blankets and stuff. I That would be maddening. And the stress level would be high too, because like, then you're like, oh gosh, is someone going to get in front of me? And then I have to, you know, say something. And, or I got to go to the bathroom. Right. Every single time we've watched Paint the Night out in California, we just walked up there and I mean, it was spectacular. And it, it, No matter where you're sitting, that's a great parade anyway, although it's, it's not even going on right now, right? No. Um, which is sad. Um but yeah, I don't I don't wait for it either. I don't wait for the fireworks. So No, but you always f- seem to find a spot, you know? It's like right. It's cuz I'm short. I'm like a ninja. I'm like <laughs> But I mean, even with my kids when I have them in the stroller, I'm not camping out yeah. all day waiting for parades and stuff and it just takes up a lot of time and it is it a lot does. of stress for kids to just sit there with nothing to look at. Right. So I just wouldn't recommend doing it. I would just kind of mosey on over there. They all start in Frontierland. So if you happen to be kind of away from Frontierland, you got to think it's it's going to come. It, it might take you a little while. I like to watch the parade from Frontierland. That's usually where I'm at when I'm watching it anyway. No, I totally agree. I think you're right. Okay, that's our sort of um, highs and lows, our do's and don'ts, a very short list. And if you'd like to tell us about yours, we have a private Facebook group called The Mouse and More Podcast, and you can join if you're not already on it. And please post your questions. We've been getting lots of great questions lately, people asking other listeners and us, you know, just some ideas that they want to, you know, knock around about their trips we'd be happy to talk about that we're also on instagram and on twitter twitter Twitter, of course yeah very good on twitter we're very popular we're very big on twitter Twitter. we're big on twitter yeah Yeah. and also with china in china china yeah we're great in china Um, Um, yeah see you know what i was trying to close this out like nice and you know like boop no and then you guys come in and we're like We have some listeners that have been posting some pictures from their trips, and I really love that. I I love love to see you guys and your pictures and your families, and we have some good-looking listeners. Yeah, we do. We were actually just mentioning that earlier, that one of the dads was pretty cute that posted a picture. (laughs) Sorry, people. It was nice, though. The kids are so cute. 
Look at it. That's so cute too. Yeah. And it's really nice. I just, uh, I'm just like, we're not weirdos. We promise. Okay, bitches. <laughs> teeny weird. Teeny bit weird. Okay. All right. Well, let's stop before we alienate more people. That's um, uh, thanks for listening and join us next time. Bye. Bye.